to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast with your hosts, Pestel and Ed. And welcome to the week six edition of the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 mini pod. Ed Pestel with you at the moment and Tom is on his way, so we'll have a little producer's pause when Tom does arrive. How are we, Ed? We look forward to London on Sunday. Yes, as long as the Titans win. Why are you being like that for? <laughs> well, it would be boring. If, if, if I support the Ravens, you'd be very suspicious. Oh, no, very, very suspicious. <laughs> and uh, I think that would be a case of from the Sunday Night Bet Club, I would hate to bring some... Ed's Kiss of Death. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Kiss of Death. So, yeah, I will go with you supporting the Titans based on your track record of picking winners. And speaking of Sunday Night Bet Club, that is one of our features today. So whilst we wait for Tom, we'll get stuck in to London this weekend. But what's already past us is Chiefs v Broncos yesterday evening. We're recording first thing Friday morning. 19-8, low scoring affair. Yeah, I think it's kind of what... I think I talked a few weeks ago about the Chiefs just seem to get things done, don't they? They've not been spectacular yet this season, but just got things done against very poor Broncos side. I think the Chiefs have shown over the years that once the game is safe, they kind of shut things down. We've not seen the highlights yet, so we're assuming that's what's happened. We shall see this evening. Isaiah Pacheco, 15.8 points. I put a poll out on our Twitter page last night where we think Pacheco will finish this year in the running back landscape for the week six. 18% of people so far said RB1 to 4, 37% RB5 to 8, 28% 9 to 12, and 17% think running back 13 or higher. That's what the numbers were before kickoff. It'll be interesting to see how that changes, if it does change, after people have seen his scoreline. Travis Kelsey, carries on putting the big points up, 21.4. I've got Cortland Sutton in flex spot in a couple of places. So as per our fancy goal device, I've put him into a wide receiver slot. 14.6, I was happy because I wondered if that might end my fancy matchups before they began this week. Russ, 8.9. Mahomes, 18.34. Once again, as we've come to expect from both of them. But that was yesterday evening. Shall we look forward to the weekend, Ed? Yeah, lots of games to come. Plug and play QBs. So this week we've got Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett out on their buys. Add Daniel Jones and Anthony Richardson to our injury list. Although at the time of recording, Daniel Jones was still down as questionable. I'd be surprised if he plays week, but I've not seen a recent update on that. I think it's kind of improved as the week's gone on. I'd be surprised if he plays this weekend, but there were worries he was going to go on IR and it yeah. might be long term. So maybe just a game or two for Daniel Jones. Kirk Cousins loses value without Justin Jefferson. Trade talk happening this week yeah, as well. Yeah, I read that. Kirk Bizarre. Cousins. Yeah, I think I read an article that said it, it could happen. It's very unlikely to happen. But yeah, just to see that trade talk was unusual. Some players that might be available then. First two, I would say probably on your more casual fancy rosters will be available. So Dak Prescott is currently rostered 80% of leagues. He has the Chargers this weekend. It's quite a favourable matchup. Jared Goff, 79% rostered. But he has Tampa and then the Ravens. So not too promising matchups to come up. But he has a relatively easy run during the last part of the season. So he could be worth a pickup if he's available. More realistic targets. For you, if you are looking to stream a course back this week, Matt Stafford rostered in 63% of the leagues. He's got the Cardinals, so it could be worth a play, especially how the Rams offense seems to be hitting its stride. And the Cardinals last week against the Bengals, their secondary I mean, struggle. Gave yeah, up points to Joe Burrow. <laughs> 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 and then, I mean, we've got to say it with Anthony Richardson being out Gardner Minchu. <laughs> Rusted in 11% at least. If you're in a tough spot, yeah. he will get you... Uh, 10 points at uh, a push. I've written some points. Some points, yeah. <laughs> Suitably vague. So yeah, some options to look at if you're streaming your QBs. We're still without Thomas, so over to you, Ed. 
time to get defensive. Yeah, let's have a look at the defence. As always, I'll begin with a recap of my uh, recommendations last week. Lions got a very solid nine points uh, defensively. Titans not as solid, but got two points. So no minus points, which I'll take as a win. This week, a couple of recommendations for you if you are streaming your defences. Uh, the books have been a very solid defence for Fancy so far. They come off a bye week, so they should be fresh. Uh, and yeah, a bit of a surprise package. They've scored in the first four weeks 10 18, 5, and 15 fancy points. Now, they play the Lions this week, who will put up points, but the Bucks D will make things happen, uh, and they'll disrupt Goff and Co. So, Bucks are definitely an option. Second option is the Bengals, who are a top 10 fancy defence. They haven't quite looked like the D of last year, um, but they are still in the top 10, and they look like something back to their best against the Cardinals. Tackling is an issue for the Bengals' defence, but they've got that very strong secondary, so they will get interceptions, and they've got Hendrickson on the defensive line who will get sacks. So they've scored 8, 6, 11, 6, and 17. So consistently solid, some better than solid weeks, um, and the hope is they'll be a bit more explosive if they're spending less time on the field, as they did last week. So it, it depends on Burrow and Co. moving the ball against a very strong Seahawks defensive line. So yeah, have a look at the books and the Bengals this week if you're looking for a defence. And note to self, insert fanfare noise here. <laughs> Tom has joined us. Good morning. You are just in time, Tom. Take it away for some democracy. Put it to the vote. So last week, uh, we looked at Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery and Bijan. We were looking at who was going to exceed their predictions by most. Uh, Vote-wise, uh, Jacobs came in at 20%, Montgomery at 64%, and then Bijan at just 16%. And actually, the audience were correct. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so Josh Jacobs, 20% of the vote there, um, scored 19.90 points, so exceeding his prediction by 4.72 points. David Montgomery, 20.90 points, so he's predicted to score 15.16, so exceeding his score by 5.74 there. And then finally, Bijan, uh, sad week for him, predicted to score 18.37, actually came out with 10.80, so a negative 7.75 points for Bijan. I, I like how you describe it as a sad week. That's <laughs> a sad week sad, for Bijan. Sad, what, what's, sad <laughs> what's this week then, Tom? So this week we're going to go to, and it's a word I'm having trouble saying, is dynasty. No, dynasty. Well, dynasty I, if you're I'm American. Watching way yeah, too, yeah. listening to way dynasty too many American, American. podcasts. So we should be listening to more English podcasts. That's my point of the week this week. Um, I, I would have gone for redraft with this one, uh, but with Devon A-Chain ending up on IR, it made things difficult. A-Chan. A-Chan, come on. Sorry, A-Chan. Come on, yeah. Thomas. Devon A-Chan ending up on IR. So we're going to go this week. Who would you rather have in Dynasty? Dynasty. <laughs> Devon A-Chan or Puka Nakua? Ooh. Uh, oh, <laughs> I feel like you, you told us about this last night, but I'm still like, oh, yeah. what a shocker. I, I think Nakua. I, I, I think they'll probably in Dynasty startups be going similar positions similar. next summer if everything goes on the season as we expect. I don't know. I think Devon H. I'm based on, in fact, I was very high on him mm. pre draft process. But if Puka Nakua goes on to have a solid season, then. You go for your consistent wide receivers, I think, for a dynasty startup. Um, yeah, I think I'd go on the side of, of Nakua, I think, but I prefer A-Chan as a player. I'd like to have A-Chan on my roster. 
I think with um, Nakua, there was worry that when Cup came back that he wouldn't actually still be able to maintain his scores. But he's playing quite a different role, isn't he? Cup's obviously that slot man. Nakua seems to be playing out on I the mean, outside. I mean, that target magnet uh, Van Jefferson's left, so he's safe there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, an interesting. I think I would genuinely be interested to see if this is quite an even split on the poll or whether there is a clear lead, because I think it's a tough one to pick. I wonder if the IR will have an effect. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. Right, next up is the feature we have rolled over from the main show. Sunday Night Bet Club. So as promised, my Sunday Night Bet Club this week is a Ravens-Titans special. And for any listeners for the Sunday Night Bet Club last year will know that my favourite sorts of bets are where I try to bet into existence something I would like to happen. So I am going for a Ravens victory and I'm going for a convincing Ravens victory. So I'm going Derek Henry under 66.5 yards rushing. We've said before, Ravens seems to have had his number over the last few seasons. Lamar Jackson over 43.5 yards rushing. I think no one's taken a clear dominance in the backfield, whereas Lamar's design plays and his runs just off the oath have been dead good as well this season. I'm then, Ed, going with your advice with regards to start of the week. Zay Flowers over 56.5 yards receiving. I'm also going for the Ravens to cover the spread. So spread betting is a kind of a handicap, basically. So the Ravens, if they receive minus 4.5 points and they still win, then the spread has been covered. Quite a favourable spread line as well for that for a Ravens victory. But I am going to stick with what I'd said previously. I think there could be a low-scoring game. So I'm going for the game line to be under 39.5. That comes out for my accumulators odds of 25.75. So I'm going to stick a few quid on that, Ed, and if we win, I will treat you to KFC on the way home back from London on Sunday. What a conundrum. <laughs> a Ravens win or KFC? <laughs> KFC. Yes, yes. Finally then, Ed, bring us in. Beat the waiver wire. Yeah, so um, with beat the waiver wire, obviously we're looking at targets that might have slipped through uh, the waiver early, earlier in the week. Um, and I've got a couple of running backs that might be of interest for, uh, to you. First of all, we go to the Cardinals and we're looking at Keontae Ingram, who is only rostered in 32% of the leagues. Now, we talked earlier in the week about the rookie at the Cardinals, Amari um, DiMacardo, but I think potentially Ingram might be your better long-term bet. Uh, I mean, the, obviously, Connor is RB1 when he's fit, but I think Ingram is probably above DiMacardo in the pecking order. Earlier in the week, it was didn't look like Ingram would be fit but he's trending towards being fit this week. So maybe if you want a plug-and-play running back, then I think Keontae Ingram is your man. Um, he's been off uh, out for a couple of weeks with a neck injury, but he's somebody who um, who might get you some points. We are scraping the barrel with waivers, yes. <laughs> with waivers at the moment. And somebody else to have a look at who's only rostered in 25% of leagues. Uh, and this is someone I think Tom was quite high on pre-season, was Kendra Miller. I think we talked about Kendry Miller. We did. We spoke about him, didn't we? Yeah, it was, uh, it yeah. was someone that I was yeah. putting as a bit of a sleeper target. Um, and I think we were both in agreement he could have a good season. Yeah, particularly with Kamara being out early. Uh, uh, but he had, I mean, ironically, you know, with Kamara back, he had his best week last week. Yeah. So I think he got about just over 10 points. He got 12 carries, but he also got four, um, you know, four receptions, four targets, four receptions. So a solid week. And I think he's someone who's going to get the work going forward. So again, he might be someone w- worth putting on your bench, a flex spot with bye, bye weeks coming up. Um, with him being rostered in so few leagues, I think there's a good chance he'll be available in yours. So we've talked about the scarcity of running backs, but 
Kendra Miller and Keonti Ingram uh, could be people who are available and also might get you a few points, more importantly. Miller's someone I had a lot of later in best ball draft, so I'm very much hoping that. So I'm struggling with some of the best ball leagues so far, so a resurgent Miller towards the end of the season would be fantastic for me. I'm surprised he's not rostered in more leagues, to be honest. Yeah, I was when yeah, I looked. Yeah, 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 I was surprised. At, like Several leagues I looked at, um, he was available and yeah, looked at the percentage. So yeah, I was surprised, very. Right, they are your five morsels of fancy food for thought. Enjoy the weekend's NFL action. Enjoy the London... The London? <laughs> Enjoy that old London. <laughs> Enjoy Ravens, Titans at the weekend if you're going. Um, we will be slotting out business cards with the Fields Fancy Podcast, branding on all about the place. So if you find them, then please do try to track us down and say hello and how much you adore the show. We'll be signing autographs all day. Oh, that sounds exciting. Uh, Malcolm's not with us, though, so he might not want to talk to us. <laughs> Speaking of Malcolm, Malcolm, we need a restful Saturday before a long drive on Sunday. Please take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.